Cheers. We didn't heat it up or cool it down. It's room temperature sake. <laughs> it's not a sake bomb. <laughs> People do that nowadays. Oh, just Say cheers. cheers. Okay, we're doing it. <laughs> oh, that's actually delicious. Oh my gosh. So much better than the straight rubbing alcohol we had at lunch. This is episode one. Today's the day. Hi. So we've, we've been trying Hi, to do this for three weeks. Paul has been diligently building a studio in our garage mm-hmm. for weeks. About three weeks. Yeah. And almost every day he's like, today's the day. We're going to podcast today. And introvert Yana's like, are we? I don't want to. <laughs> I have to talk. And be pulling teeth. Nice. But he knows how to get me to talk, and that's just a little. <laughs> it's a little booze. I'm a little liquored up. <laughs> There's a lot of things I can get her to do with a little booze. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> We're not alcoholics. <laughs> mm, not that there's anything wrong with being an alcoholic. Right. But... Just a little weekend. Uh... Yeah joy after the week we've had so you don't want to tell it you want me to tell it you're better at telling this story uh... Mm. it 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 involves our child so we have a an eight-year-old named stevie i'm sure you've heard of him (laughs) and he has special needs uh the first thing that pointed to his special needs was a heart defect he was born with a heart defect And he was two weeks old when we discovered it. He's had open heart surgery to fix it. He's had three open heart surgeries, actually. And he is considered repaired. They had to insert a pulmonary valve for him because he was born without one. But it's been about eight years since they put that pulmonary valve in. And which is great. We were expecting it to last a couple years. Couple years, five years. five years, maybe. So we thought he'd need another open heart surgery at five years old, but he's gone eight years and he's been healthy, no complaints there. But he's reached a point where the valve that they put in is starting to shrink and shrivel. It's a cow's jugular valve, so since it's not human tissue, it doesn't grow with him. And we knew it would need to be replaced at some point, and now is that time. So this week they told us they could probably replace it in the cath lab, which is way better than open heart surgery. But. Well, (laughs) they decided that they want what they initially wanted to do was put in a a stent to keep it open Mm -hmm. a couple years longer. Going into it, they the doctors felt that because of some irregularities with how his heart was formed, performing this procedure may cause compression on another artery, which could be lethal. Exactly. So, So he wouldn't know until he goes in there and sees it for himself. And if that was the case, he's not going to proceed. Well, the plan all along though was to do, a cath procedure. They would balloon the vein, the artery where this, where the, uh, they call it a contegra where the cow's valve is. They would balloon it. They'd put a little cage in there to keep it open. And that would carry him another couple years. 
And so that was the plan this whole week. And yeah, because of a, they call it a coronary variant. One of his arteries is out of place. If they put the stent in, it would squish the other artery and And kill him. him. (laughs) So they decided not to do that. And they let us know that instead he will need some open heart surgery coming up in the near future, which is not news that I wanted to hear. Um, I felt like Paul handled the news a lot better than I did. I'm disappointed to say the least because I think my whole thing is like, it would just be nice to catch a break because he's had so many procedures done that it would have been nice if this just worked. Right. Although I can't say I'm surprised that. No, it's it not. Didn't. I think that's probably why I handled it the way I did. Cause I'm not surprised that it didn't go as planned or the, the way that we wanted it to go. But it's the best case scenario considering the situation. Is it? Yeah, because I think if if we had some hotshot doctor in there who thought he can <laughs> make it happen, he would have gone in there. This. I'm going to fix this through the no cath lab, what. and then he would have killed him. Yeah, well, yeah, and that maybe you put it that way. <laughs> it's the best case scenario. So it's the best case scenario. <laughs> I think it. I think it worked out. The only shitty thing is that in four months we're going to have to go through an actual surgery, which at this age could prove to be difficult. Very difficult. When they're a baby, when they're 10 months old, they can't move. They can't go anywhere. Yeah, and they don't know super any easy different. to keep them, you know, in line. Yeah. Stevie's not one who's known to relax. He's not a relaxing type. So there's not a whole lot of consoling or like just hanging um, out all day watching movies that doesn't that doesn't exist, exist in our life no. there's no watching movies there's 10 minutes of ipad an hour of cars yeah and back and wheels. forth and that's basically what we do when he's home and yeah. so to imagine an open heart surgery and possibly 4 to 6 weeks of recovery time just makes me want to barf so, yes <laughs> Luckily, I have a job. Yeah, Paul gets to go to work. I get to go. <laughs> I'll be home summer break, like trying not to rip my hair out. Um, but no, it'll, I mean, I, I was really nervous about the cath procedure for some reason. But my, why? My brain just kept going to like worst case scenario. Like for some reason it was like, what if, I mean, it's so horrible to think these things before somebody goes into surgery, especially your own child. But it was like, I kept picturing the doctor coming in and saying it didn't work and he's not waking up. That was like where my brain was at Mm -hmm. before this procedure for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't wrap my brain around. I couldn't wrap my head around it going well for some reason. So I was just like in a real funk about it. Didn't want to do it. Was really nervous. Um, The day before the procedure, I just like bawled, like cried really hard for like 15 minutes. And then I felt a lot better. The next day, game faces on. Let's go kick some ass. Let's go do this. And then it didn't work. So, yeah, it was just disappointing, right. I think. Yeah, it's disappointing. But it wasn't your worst case scenario. So It wasn't my worst case scenario. Thank God. So it was perfect. Yeah. But it reminded me a lot of the first time he had open heart surgery. So his first open heart surgery was a total surprise. He was two weeks old. The he had We had his two-week pediatrician checkup and she was like his skin looks blue 
And we were like, oh, okay. She's like, I'm going to send you to the ER to make sure it's not a respiratory infection or something with the heart. So we mosey our way over to the ER and he was like, not good. He was at 30% oxygen levels and the hospital was freaking out. And his first surgery was a success initial initially, but they called us back and said some, he went into cardiac arrest and we're going to have to open him up and fix whatever's going on in there. And so at that point, after the first open heart surgery didn't work and they had to open him up again, I was in like a place of like no return. That was my darkest moment of my life. You know, it's like the things that you start thinking about when you're imagining losing a child is really awful and traumatizing, to be honest. And so I don't know if that kind of stuff was just coming back into my head or. Well, it's different. Totally different. In an odd way, it's like, yeah, he's your kid and you love him, but you've only known him two weeks. So your attachment to him is not as great as having an eight-year-old. I guess. And and plus I mean, you're kind of dropped in the, a baby. But you've also months. been dropped in that situation and there's no time to even like process. And so this time here you are, you have this person that you've been living with for eight years and you've had weeks and weeks and months to think about the worst case scenario where well, in that situation, you didn't have that. That's very true. That was all a surprise. It was all just like, do what you got to do total survival mode. This was, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was preparing for it. And, um, and yeah, like 95% of my life revolves around this kid. Mm -hmm. And so to think like that, that could possibly go wrong or like not be there Mm -hmm. was really intense. So, and it still is really intense. And so I think part of the hope of doing the cath procedure was that like we could put this on the back burner for a few more years and it didn't work. So we can't. And now it's like, okay, now we have to face an open heart surgery and just dealing with that anxiety and that acceptance and that fear of loss for the next few months until we get past the open heart. Right. 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 How do you do that? You don't. (laughs) I know you don't really, you just do your best every day. It's just like one day at a time. Right. Oh, my God. All right. So a couple other things happened this week. Oh, really? Well, what else? we've got family stuff going on. It's I think one of the hardest things about dealing with aging parents is like seeing yourself in that position. Right. In many, many years. Oh, or also remembering, oh, I'm I'm 40 and I remember when my parents were 40. Oh, yeah. That and went, now they're so fast. old. And yeah. Now they're old. Yeah. And they're dealing with things. Or like, I remember when my dad turned 30 and I thought he was like so old and now oh. I'm like, I'm 40 and I'm, I don't, I don't feel old. Right. You're not 40 yet. No. It's creeping God, up, no. creeping up on it. I'm not garbage yet. <laughs> <laughs> I still hey. have time. Hey. <laughs> I still have time. You know, I, I turned 40 in January and I, I, I actually think 30 was harder for me. Because I had some kind of expectation of where my life would be. 
And 40 was so different. I had girlfriends who came out and surprised me for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I had girl like I have this Disney crew that I went to Club 33 with and saw them and hung out. Um, I had another group of girlfriends I went to Arizona with and we went to like a spa retreat. And it was just like everything you could possibly hope for when you're 40 is to have like a core group, like a solid marriage and a core group of girlfriends that you can trust and rely on to do things with. It was just like, I never knew how important that would be. And it has been my saving grace Mm -hmm. over the last few years is like building these female relationships. A a different way to celebrate your 40th than you imagine. Totally different. I thought I was going to have like some big rager. I mean, when I turned 30, I told Paul like 30 was whatever, but for 40, like I want to do it huge. I want to have like, Every single person that I've ever known is going to come. We're going to do like some huge party. And I didn't know where or how it would work, but that was kind of the idea leading up to it. And then as my birthday got closer, I just cared less and less about what happened. It was like, it went from a huge rager to like, oh, maybe Paul will take me out to a nice restaurant. And And I didn't even do that. We didn't even do that. But I had all these like fun trips. And so... January was like such an epic month for me. I had so much fun turning 40 that it made the whole transition into my 40s like so much easier. So I'm hoping I can just carry that with me. What do you want to do for your 40th? Oh my gosh, it's like two months away. I don't know. Do you want to do something? We have a couple options. We have some options. One option is to go to Las Vegas with children. (laughs) We have some friends going. Which sounds amazing, doesn't it? (laughs) Not Paul's idea of a fun weekend. (laughs) I'm going to take Stevie to Spearman right now. (laughs) No. His mind will literally explode. Would it? He would just be like, I don't understand what's going on. (laughs) They are naked. Why are they naked, Dad? (laughs) But listen, listen, that doesn't have to be your actual birthday celebration. Right. It just happens to fall on your birthday weekend, which right. which is my birthday. That's, which is your birthday. That's but we you, can always do something else for the actual right. celebration. Well, we're going. We're planning, and hopefully, we will book these tickets. We got to do it this week. Very soon. This week. This week. <laughs> but the the idea is um, a good old friend of mine from a that I met on a show many, many years ago, over over 12 years ago, is turning 50. Somehow that son of a bitch and his wife have retired early in Mexico. So Mexico. they live in Merida, Mexico, and they've retired at 50. And they're going to throw a big birthday party for him. In Merida. In Merida. And we're invited. In, in the Yucatan, and it's like in the southern part of the Gulf, I guess, right? And it's supposed to be amazing. It's like the safest city um, city in, in Mexico. In Mexico mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. And it's There's amazing. like swimming caves and swimming ruins caves and village and, with shopping. And- yeah. And so that's the plan for me. Yeah. And so I might as well just make that my 40th. You think? I'll just piggyback on his 50th. <laughs> 40th is mine. Yeah. No, your 50th is mine. 40 is the new 50. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. 50 is my new 40. There you go. Yeah. 
I mean, this so that's the idea. It sounds like an amazing trip. I'm very excited for it. There was never a moment where I was like, I don't think we should go. Even when they told us Stevie was going to need open heart surgery this summer, I was like, so let's get to Mexico before that happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mexico be, first. Yes. Then open heart open surgery, heart surgery. second. Yes. Yeah. Um, priorities. Priorities, people. But yeah, then uh, we're hoping you have to fly through Mexico City to get to Merida. Right. Merida. Merida. <laughs> I can't say it. And so I want to spend. You know what? One you need two... headphones. No. So that you can hear me say it properly. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. you can't hear I know. But you can't hear me. I can't. You can't hear me when I'm doing my SAMSR. <laughs> That's a whole other. Oh, God. I think we should do. We'll do in the future. We'll do one full podcast for forty-five of minutes of just AMSR. Oh my God. We'll just talk to each other and stroke our microphones, <laughs> and like brush our hair, and brush our hair for forty-five minutes. I mean, I know people that love it. I know. I watched a documentary on it, and it kind of weird. So, not out. to go off on a tangent, but we'll come back <laughs> to Merida we'll or get, to AMSR. We'll get back to Merida, 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 Merida. <laughs> I'm making fun of you. I don't think anybody in Mexico calls it. What did you call it? Merida. Merida. <laughs> That's how I would say. Merida. Merida. I don't know. It's getting racist now. It's getting a little racist. <laughs> but okay, so I saw something somewhere on YouTube. All of a sudden, it, it's taken me like 15 years to get into YouTube, but I'm I'm into YouTube, and I Dork. came I came into this thing, and and this guy, this guy's like. This is how you make money on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah. I know where you're going with this. That's all. He goes, you go through and you find videos that have done really well, like cat videos. Okay. Right? Really cute yes. cat videos. You download those videos using a YouTube ripper, and then you compile a new cat video. Just rearrange the cat videos. No. Yes. You take multiple cat videos, rearrange the cat videos. And then re-upload the cat video and call it Best Cute Cat Videos of 2019. Oh, my God. This was the guy's money-making idea. This is the idea. We know. are doing life wrong is essentially what so I So I'm like, finally, I can retire. <laughs> <laughs> I can edit cat videos. I can edit cat videos. Um, I swear to God, that literally went through my head for like, <laughs> like 10 this minutes. Is this is happening tonight. <laughs> I'm going to go download cat videos. So I was like, okay, what, oh what are people into? And I was like, oh, that weird shit where people are whispering AMSR. in microphones. So I started searching YouTube for AMSR videos. Did you get into it? Is it like a thing for you now? Not at all. No. <laughs> I mean, it's a little too sexual. Right? It feels kind of fetishy. It's a little fetishy. I mean, it's cool for like two minutes and then it's done. Yeah. Well, in the documentary that I saw, too, was like, it wasn't sexual at all. People use it to relax. Remember, she went to this, like, AMSR house. No, it's totally sexual. Oh, wow. I mean, unless it's like, okay, there was a few that, like. Like, there's chewing ones. That I know, is not there's, sexy. Most of them are very cute women. Oh, okay. Doing it. Yeah. And then there's a few where they're just kind of like average looking dudes. And you never want to see an average. You don't want to see me <laughs> stroking and whispering into a microphone. Beg to differ. 
<laughs> you don't. You don't want me doing this. I'm doing that. It's gross. The it's gross. One. I'm sorry. When they said they like listening to chewing, I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I can't. That's, That's like disgusting. my the least favorite thing, especially if there's like a clicking sound. Ugh, or like, like a repetitive. Anything repetitive is hard for me anyway. But I have a oh. girlfriend who swears by them head massages. No. So it's like, you know, that. No. Right? Did that do anything? I'm I'm massaging my microphone. You're not good at this. Oh, no. apparently. That's better. Oh, and she said it totally relaxes her. Like she feels like she's getting a massage. Sure. So the only way to get to Merida. 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 We're so bad. Um, the only way to get there is through Mexico City. So the idea was that shit, we're there. Who knows when we'll ever get back to Mexico. We'll make a pit stop in Mexico. I have to be honest. There was a show on Netflix called Made in Mexico, Mm -hmm. which was basically like the real housewives of Mexico City. Mm -hmm. I was sold. I'm like, I got to go to Mexico City. It looks amazing. And that's really what did it for me. (laughs) If I hadn't seen that show, I probably would be like, eh, whatever. But after watching that, I was like, no, got to go. It's like a totally hip metropolitan place we're doing it we're doing it i guess so either a day before marida or a day after marida we're only going to be there for a short time i I don't i feel like it's just not enough i know i do feel like the trip i feel like we're cheating merida yeah marida i feel like we're cheating our time there and then i think we're cheating our time in mexico city i know we're just gonna have to plan two trips I guess so. But it's hard because two full days will go to just traveling. Yeah. So it's far. Yeah. It's like a nine hour journey down there. So that's one full day there and one full day back. And then we just have a few days in between to see everything we want to see, which is basically impossible. But maybe it'll give us a little taste. We'll just kind of go from there. I don't know. I don't know. But I am pumped. I'm so ready to go. I'm so ready. Are you? Yes. Like I've been sewing my outfits already because I'm. We haven't excited. even bought tickets. We haven't bought tickets, up. but I am sewing outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sewing outfits. A lot of linen and cotton. Cotton and so sundresses. I can feel those breezes in my armpits. <laughs> your armpit breezes. And <laughs> feel the Mexican air on your yes. loins. Yes. No, it's going to be amazing. And I have a dress planned for the fiftieth birthday dinner. That I'm going to make. It's exciting. It's very exciting. It's a big trip. There's going to be a lot of Instagram stories about it. Oh my. FYI. FYI. So what else? What else? Well. Well, what are we even doing this for? I don't know. Uh, therapy? Oh. Listen, so Paul and I have a lot of fun when we talk. When we have time. Is it fun? I think, I mean, so listen. It's nice. It's nice. We don't have a ton of time. not necessarily the word. It's true. We don't have a ton of time to just sit together and Mm -hmm. dish and talk about life Mm -hmm. and what's going on. And so a lot of times we'd find ourselves over a glass of wine or a beer just chit-chatting about or what a walk, was, a or, walk. Yes, we go on morning walks about once a week, and we just talk about everything that's going on. Right. And so we thought, why not? 
Why not record Record this? a podcast? Like, I'm sure people can relate. And if Some nobody the... can relate, then you know what? It'll be in our archives. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be in our archives for one day when our child might, might care. care if ever. We wanted to try something different. Listen, Paul and I have a lot of ideas. We get a lot of ideas. We've, And at least we executed on one. This one. Finally. We are executing on because it's he set up this whole studio and relatively little um, investment because we have mm-hmm. so much equipment. Mm-hmm. So we are, we're going to try it out. We'll see how we're it gonna goes. We're going to try it out. Why not? Why the F not? Why not? If you're listening, make sure you like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. We also have a website, www.spousalsupport.com. <laughs> yeah, we got that. And make sure you check our website at spousalsupportpodcast.com. Thanks. <laughs> we love you. I love you too. Goodbye. Not the listeners. I love my husband. I mean, well, I, lo- I we love. I love you too. <laughs> uh, we don't want to have sex with you. <laughs> Bye now.